0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week I explore the emotional, practical and spiritual sides of money so if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money and achieve your big life goals then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul, and happy 2025. I keep saying 2023, I'm not going to lie. I always forget about this transition period of how long it takes for you to actually start saying the year that you're in. And I've been the butt of many jokes where I've been like, oh, I think it was earlier this year. And someone's like, ha ha ha, what within the last couple of days? And I'm like, yeah, good one but I hope you all had wonderful Christmases. And if you didn't, I'm just sending you loads of love because Christmas time can be really hard for people. Um, but let's get into today's episode. So this is going to be about the top five mindset shifts to clear your Christmas debt and become completely debt free in 2024. Now, let's be real, right? I'm really aware that Christmas can kind of take you by surprise. And sometimes you end up spending more than you think. I know I definitely do this. Maybe you go have a budget at the very last minute. You're like, oh my God, I feel like I haven't bought enough Christmas presents. Then you end up buying random last minute shit. Or the Boxing Day sale happens and you're like, I haven't spent much this Christmas. And then you go crazy or you spend deal, you spend deal, you spend money to deal with the pain of hanging out with your family or you know your Racist old nana, or you know your creepy old uncle, you spend money to deal with the the, the, the emotional side of having to uh, go through Christmas, or maybe you just spend more in general. You go out, meals out, nights out. You're like, fuck it, it's Christmas. That's that's January's problem, and then officially January has rolled round. And you're like, shit. And I think a lot of us don't really get paid or don't have a payday until the end of January, which usually means you're like six weeks deep of no money (laughs) Uh, or less money, should I say especially if if you are someone that lives paycheck to paycheck. Now, I do have a podcast episode called Three Ways to Get Out of Debt. And that is where I give really specific strategies that help you break down and plan out your debt. So it's a very practical episode and it helps you uh, you work out a plan for becoming debt free. But this episode, I'm going to touch on the attitudes and mindset side towards clearing your Christmas debt and how you need to think about debt moving forwards. So Number one is honesty is always the best policy when it comes to your finances and debts. I always just say, take a deep breath and be honest with yourself. Because I think a lot of the time we come into the new year with the energy of like, I want to be better with my money, but what does that actually look like? And if you're not getting honest with yourself about your financial situation, you're never going to be able to get to a place where you actually feel confident and comfortable with your money because you're always going to be hiding something or you're going to feel shame or guilt about something. And look, I'm going to level with you all. I've never had debt before, but after 2023 being the year that it was, uh, it's the first time that I was full-time employed. Um, we were going for a cosy lives. Inflation was wild. I live in London. I'm single, you know, all of these things. I do have a little bit of debt that I need to clear. And it doesn't, you know, I'm not embarrassed by saying it. There definitely, I think, it was a little bit of shame at some point. So I was like, I'm a money coach. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there's no shame to it because it's all under control. I know what's going on with it. I know how I'm handling it. And it's just part of my money journey. I have no regrets. And there's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to debt. What's more... I guess hard is when you have debt and you don't talk about it, when you have debt and you don't admit it, when you have debt and you let the shame of the debt keep you in more debt. Owning it and being like, yo, I've got this debt, whether you tell people or not, but yo, I've got this debt and I'm going to do something about it. Me living paycheck to paycheck in debt is not good for my mental health, it is not good for my financial health all the things. So just take a big, deep breath and be honest with yourself. And you can reflect on why you have debt. Like what happened? What did you spend it on? etc. If you really want some insight on how to avoid getting into more debt in the future. But the key thing right now is to look at it and do something about it. And it's not, I always just say this to clients and to, you know, people that like me, meet, debt isn't going to just go away on itself. I, you know, there's all these things that fly around Instagram that's like, if you're a woman of this age with this much debt, you might be able to get your debt wiped. Check out this scheme or this scheme. And there might be schemes and stuff that do help that. Um, but looking for that sort of like silver bullet exit plan for your debt or relying on somebody else to sort it out for you is going to keep you, into the, keep you in the same habits and mindset of what got you in debt in the first place. So going through the debt-free journey and becoming debt-free It's probably one of the biggest things and best things that you can do for your financial, like, wealth. um, Because it helps you with your behaviours and how you view money, right? And the thing is, right, you can't wish that you never got into it. You can call yourself stupid for having it. You can be disappointed in yourself if you promised you'd never be in debt again. But what does that achieve? Like, what does being ashamed of yourself and, like, being mean to yourself about it actually achieve? The answer is nothing. You cannot shame yourself into better habits or behaviors. You have to love yourself into it. So, this brings me on to mindset number two, which is clearing debt is a form of self care. Like, seriously, being debt free and getting rid of like those cards, the overdraft, the loan, whatever it is, is a form of self care. It's a form of self love. And if this makes you cringe or be like, no, you actually need to look at your own relationship with money first and with yourself. Just saying. Um, You deserve to be carefree. You deserve to have money. You deserve to have no debt. You deserve to enjoy your money and see your bank account overflowing. You deserve all of those things. Even if right now you have debt, you deserve those things, but you have to work for them. You have to go after them and they are for you. And you have to view it as something that is a form of self-care and self-love. The amount of time and energy that we spend thinking and worrying about money can be a lot and it can detract from what you actually want to be thinking about. Think about how many things there are that we could be thinking about. I thought about this when I was sort of healing my relationship with food and my body. I thought about food and my body so much. It took up so much time and so much energy. And when, as I kind of like came out the other side of it, I remember just kind of being like, oh my God, all those times that I've been thinking about that. I could have learned a new word. I could have read a book. I could have learned a new skill. I I could have done so much with those thoughts, with that thought time. It had so much potential. And when you are worrying, you are blocking your potential, whatever that looks like. You're blocking your potential in your financial health, your mental health, your physical health. Because all of that time that you're sat there stressing and anxious about, oh, I've got this debt, or oh, I don't have this, or I don't have that, or, you know, shame on me for this, shame on me for overspending or not sticking to my budget or whatever, that time could be funneled into finding other ways to make money, um, putting together a presentation to go to your boss to get a pay rise, coming up with a business idea and actually building a website. It could be funneled into having a money date and sorting out where your money is going. It could be funneled into switching current accounts and getting more money. It could be funneled into so many different things and you're missing out if you spend all of your time worrying and shaming yourself on it. So seeing uh, clearing debt as a form of self-care can be a game changer. Now, the thing is, thoughts are powerful. And if you focus purely on how much debt you have and how annoyed you are about it, I promise you it's gonna make it feel so much harder to clear. You have to believe that you are worthy of having and building wealth. And if you don't, all you're going to do is spend it just as quickly as you get it. You will find ways subconsciously to stay in debt. There'll always be another expense. There'll always be another emergency. There'll always be something else that just crops up and you have to pay for. So the power of your thoughts and changing how you view yourself and how you view your debt will change everything for you. I promise. Number three is spend less money and use it as time to discover your joy. What do I mean by this? It is a perfect time to find out what you enjoy doing when you aren't always spending money and you can find things that you enjoy doing that don't involve spending money. Now, just a caveat to this, there is nothing wrong with spending money. I'm not demonizing spending. What I'm saying is using the spending as a way of deflection, as a way of changing your emotional state, and as just a quick solution to wanting to feel better or feel joy. That's what we're trying to stop. You want your spending to become intentional and mindful, not just a way of doing something just because it's what you've always done. It's habitual, it's autonomous, it's emotional. Now, January is a funny time, right? It's cold, it's wet, it's dark, people get sad, like seasonal affective disorder. And we live in a capitalist society and corporations benefit off of us hating ourselves. They profit off of our boredom and an inability to find joy in the little small parts of our lives. So have a think. What is something that brings you joy and how can you incorporate it into your life more? Now, if you are one of those people who buys new stuff for hobbies but never completes it because life gets in the way, it is honestly the perfect time to pick those half-finished habits and hobbies back up. Like, go to that craft box in your room, finish off that scrapbook that you started, pick up those roller skates or the guitar that is just collecting dust, or maybe you could actually make a star on all of those books that you've bought. I know, you probably feel called out. Um, And also speaking to myself here, I've literally got Uh, I'm surrounded by books, but I love them. Um, Or maybe you can make your way through that list on your phone that says TV shows and films that people recommend. Like, look around your home, see all of the um, half-finished things that you could use and enjoy and complete. And even if you let's just say for example you have craft box and you said you're going to do a scrapbook and you do the scrapbook and you're like that wasn't as enjoyable as I thought it was you now know for the future scrapbooking isn't your thing but so it's so easy to just dive into something or think you've got a new hobby or a new interest and then not even give it the time of day that it deserves so use now as that time and if you have expensive hobbies right? This gives you an opportunity to see what else brings you joy. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Laura, like all of my hobbies are really expensive. Find out what else brings you joy. What simple little things bring you joy? What simple pleasures fill you up? What fill up your day-to-day? Because our lives are just a compilation of how we live each individual day. So finding beauty and joy in the small things every single day is so powerful. And also... This is a perfect way for you to get creative, right? Because it gives you the beautiful opportunity to be bored. Boredom can be so magical and it can create really cool stuff, right? And it's such a wonderful playing field to birth something magical. Be bored. Don't get distracted by your phone or your laptop or other shit. Just be bored. Don't spend money and see what happens. See what you can do. Now, one of my simplest pleasures, and this is something that I've started doing, is I love singing. I love singing and I love dancing. For my birthday last year, I bought, oh no, the year before, sorry. So nearly like 18 months ago or however long ago it was, 14 months. I bought a karaoke machine. It cost me like a hundred pounds. Um, and it just sits, it comes out at like parties every now and again and that's it. At New Year's, I pulled the karaoke machine out and I decided to leave it out on the side, plugged in, into the telly, so it can just be turned on at any point. Now, if anybody has read the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, you will know that you need to make your habits obvious, which means to have them out so that you can see them and make them easy, so remove the obstacles to doing them. And every night over the last couple of days of January, I've been finishing work, turning on the karaoke machine and having a good old sing song on my own or with my housemates. Now, yes, granted, karaoke machine cost me money before, but this is one of those things where I said, look at the hobbies that you already have started, but you're not utilizing. And I, I'm using it and it's bringing me so much joy. It's stopping me scrolling. I'm off my phone. It's stopping me spending money. It's so enjoyable. So find your version of that. Okay. Number four is learn how to lean into delayed gratification. Now, when you have debt, what has happened? And when I say debt, we're talking like consumer debt. So not business loan, not student loan, not mortgage, but you know, your credit cards, your loans, your overdraft, where you've spent money on things that have depreciated, which means the value of them has gone down. You can't sell them you can, or you can sell them, but you're going to get less money. They're not appreciating and growing up in value like investments. It's something that you've bought material thing or an experience, you can't now do anything with that, but you have to pay it off. So you've got the enjoyment in the now and then you have to pay the price for it later. That is why clearing debt can suck so much because you've already had all the fun and now you've got to do all the hard part of paying it off. Now, when you save money first and then spend it further down the line, you have learned how to delay your gratification because then you get to really enjoy the thing, whether it's a holiday or something new or whatever, without having to pay a big price after because you have paid for it upfront. It's joyous. You can enjoy it so much more. And this is, like I said, why debt clearing can be so demotivating because apart from the joy of being debt-free, there is no enjoyment at the end, right? You don't get to re-experience the thing or re-have that fresh feeling of like it turning up in the post, especially if what you spent your money on was something like a holiday or an experience. So learning to lean into the art of delaying your gratification in a challenging world when we are constantly being sold to it's hard but it's a fucking power move it is what 2020 foul is foul and remember you are just simply trying to get ahead of the curve right when you clear your debt you're paying off things that you've done in the past and then you're starting at zero so that you can build up to that next thing so it's like this kind of transition process in the middle where you have to get the debt gone which is like the backlog and then start to move forward once you've done that and you've created that buffer that is where the magic happens. And remember, once you've done this, you have literally set yourself up for success moving forward. And it puts you way above the average person in the UK because most people in the UK don't even have £100 saved. Number five, the final one. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Now, there are more people struggling to manage their money and then that living paycheck to paycheck with mountains of debt than there are financially secure and independent people, I think. And it's asking yourself, what camp do I want to be in? Do you want to be in the camp where you spend your whole life bootstrapping, relying on like, finding random change down the back of the sofa, can't wait for your tax rebate, hoping that you're going to win the lottery and that all your debt's going to get cleared or that you're going to receive some inheritance and that'll sort it. Or do you all be in the camp where you go, wow, I am so fucking proud of myself. Yeah, okay, I made some sa- short, short-term sacrifices. Yeah, I had to work hard. Yes, it was uncomfortable. But I got myself to a place of financial independence that worked for me and it was so fucking worth it. And that's not about telling yourself, oh my God, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's actually, ironically, it goes the other way and might make it harder for you to m- commit to changes. And remember, this isn't about telling yourself, oh my God, this is so hard because that ironically can actually go the other way and it might make it harder for you to commit to making these changes. But don't gaslight yourself into thinking that clearing debt and being on your top of the fi- top of your finances is just like the easiest thing in the world. Um, and that if you don't do it or haven't done it up until this point, you're a piece of shit and it's like not worth it. If you didn't get taught how to do it, You didn't get taught by your parents or by school or by the people before you. You might not have grown up in a financially secure or stable home, so therefore you don't have good role models. But taking it upon yourself is so empowering. No more living paycheck to paycheck. No more sleepless nights worrying about paying the bills. No more dreaming of big, exciting things, but convincing yourself that it'll never happen for you. You get to finally take your future into your own hands, and it is so fucking rewarding. It's not easy, but it's rewarding so they are the five mindset shifts that you need to have when it comes to clearing your debt to have a debt-free 2024 now i hope this episode was useful please do share it with anybody that you think uh would enjoy it and sending you all loads of love and excitement for 2024 and i will see you next week